We are obligated as a business to try and take as much of your money as possible. That's why we've come up with new products to sell you. We got shirts. We got hats. We got all kinds of things for you. If you want a Brock Life shirt, if you want a Jetpack Rescue Squad shirt. Ooh, that salmon cannon shirt's you, cool. If you want any of that stuff, you want a hat that says these aliens, we got you. We have concerns.com slash shop. Shovel Knight, man. Shovel Knight. It's a good game. Fucking Shovel Knight. It'll be on anything. Buy Put it, it seven on times. <laughs> this is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, Concerned Citizens. Oh, it's time. Remember when you said uh, next time for Alex Salinas? Whoa! He just came through. Did you just did you just double up on the Salinas? I did. I want to give him that. I want to give him that nickname. So what do you what do you got for him, Anthony? He double needs a nickname. Down. He's the double down. Alex double down Salinas. Because you two are clearly in cahoots. <laughs> I've got his what nickname did he give was you? cahoots. What does he have on you that uh, you picked two of his stories in a row? Well, there's a P tape. I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not going to beat around the bush. There's a P tape. Um, wow. Yeah. Well, the double down, <laughs> the double down. Uh, this is a really excellent story. Thank you, Alex, for sending it to we have concerns show at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want a nickname for me too, like a really well thought out nickname that <laughs> reflects you as a person, I give the worst nicknames. If you want like, just like a garbage nickname, send in stories, and if we use enough of them, you get a nickname. That's right. Uh, this is a story about Neanderthal teeth. It turns out that... My, oh boy, my favorite <laughs> kind of story. Yeah, you're like... Hold on, let me grab some cocoa and tuck in. <laughs> Mama, yeah. Mama, yes. tell me another story about a Neanderthal's teeth. Oh, but Junior, you've had a Neanderthal teeth story three times but this I week. But I love the Neanderthal teeth story, Mama. Oh, Junior. Tell us again. Start with the molars. All right. An incisor and a molar Ooh. once met in a, in a, on a windy day. Where is the bicuspid? Oh, the Where bi- is the bicuspid? Don't jump, don't jump ahead, Junior. Junior, calm down. If you get too worked up, your mama will not be able to tell you any more Neanderthal teeth stories. You better listen to him, Junior. Use your wisdom. <laughs> That's a tooth joke. That's a tooth. Wisdom teeth is a tooth thing. You go to hell and you die, mama. <laughs> That's your one. Uh, it turns out there's a lot to be learned from Neanderthal teeth. Uh, we have been able to- If you to- throw them down with some chicken bones- yeah. In a circle that yeah, you drew a lot to be learned. You'll know what the weather will be like you all can, week long. You can learn how the Dayton, uh, uh, the Dayton method of your death. <laughs> the date and manner of your demise. Uh, Neanderthal teeth. Get them while they're hot. Um, why are they hot? Neanderthal teeth. Why are they hot? <laughs> <laughs> you'll know, but you'll also know the manner of your demise. <laughs> so, you know. Tell me about Neanderthal teeth. It turns out that... Um, because we are now able to uh, analyze DNA and haven't been able to, you know, for up until now, um, all of this, there's a, there's a gold mine waiting in the plaquey buildup between Neanderthal teeth. Some scientists oh. have now started to uh, do DNA analysis of uh, Neanderthal bones that we've had for many, many years and uh, have learned some really fascinating things about the diet and the method of living and how these, these, specific Neanderthal died and all kinds of stuff because they're able to analyze the plaquey buildup that's on their teeth. The, the real, Ew, I- how long does it take for plaque to just like, well, they're not exactly flossing and maintaining good oral hygiene. No, and- but like how many 
Plaque just lasts for thousands of years. Oh, God, my yeah. dentist was right. Yes. Holy shit, you it doesn't to, break down? Like, no. it never breaks down? You need to brush daily. You need to floss. Most people don't floss. And I then floss. You, you need to hydrate. I floss twice a day. Yeah, you, me yeah. too. I love flossing. Oh, love to floss. You know what's really the worst thing about flossing, though, is what I like about it is when I get stuff. Yeah. And getting stuff. You get like a big, you get like, like a, a big, big gunk clump of stuff. Of something and you're just like, fuck oh, yeah. Yeah, this was time well spent is what I say. It's like, it's like, uh, it's like a crane game. <laughs> it's a crane. It's a, it's a claw. It's like a UFO catcher. <laughs> and you're just like, mm, oh, I got a sweet mm, stuffed animal. Oh, damn it. Mm, eh, yeah. Mm, fuck. Mm, eh, mm. Oh, that is a hunk of, what is that? A yes. berry? When did I eat a berry? Yes, I got oh, something. Oh, look at that. That is amazing. And do you know what marriage is, you guys? <laughs> What is marriage? Marriage is being like, holy shit, honey. Look at this. Look at this fucking smell giant. It. Look at this. It smells terrible. Like this giant clump of berry I got out from in between my two oh, teeth. Please don't show me the clump of berry. No. And then marriage is the other person going, holy shit. When did we have berries? <laughs> and then you go, right? <laughs> yeah, that's bliss. That is, that's how you found the one. Marital, marital bliss. Um, and things stay sexy. <laughs> oh, oh, also things stay sexy. Oh, they stay so yeah. sexy. <laughs> Uh, the, the real irony here is that for most of the, most of our scientific history, while we've been finding Neanderthal bones, yeah. you know, the first thing we do, we, uh, we strip all the plaque off the teeth, uh, to make them more to look at the teeth. Yeah, exactly. Because scientists were like, oh fuck, I want to look at these teeth. Get all this awful plaquey buildup off here. We got to clean this shit so we can see how these Neanderthal teeth looked. So there aren't a lot. Oh of, my God. Doesn't that suck? That sucks, right? That sucks. Cause like. For you, yeah, once you've seen, like, okay, you get one set of Neanderthal teeth, an entire set, right? And you're like, fuck, we did it. We have a whole set of Neanderthal teeth. Now we know what their teeth looked like. Right. And then you go, well, we want to know what kind of variations there were. So we need multiple sets of Neanderthal teeth. Once you get like two or three sets, right? Yeah. You're kind of like, all right, we've got them. We know what they look like. What else do we test for? <laughs> and they just keep like scraping the plaque yeah. off and assembling new sets. And they're like, these teeth are a little bigger than the other teeth. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I can tell by how these teeth were worn down that this guy ate more of this than another one. You're right. Yeah. Well, let's go home. What the fuck? It sucks. Cause there's a lot of data that we literally scraped away. We and literally threw, into the threw out the data. <laughs> we were like, ugh, get rid of all this data. Yeah. I'm trying to do science. Get this gross data out of here. <laughs> but luckily there are some, some skulls, some teeth, some jaws that haven't been completely swiped of their DNA. And, uh, this study that this article is talking about, I'm sorry. Did you say study? A study. It was a study. A study. A study. Uh, this is uh, comparing two Neanderthal individuals, one from Belgium and one from Spain. And it turns out that the Belgian Neanderthal was mostly a meat eater. It was a you know carnivorous diet. Uh -huh. Sure. And it ate mostly woolly rhinoceros Waffles. and wild sheep. Okay. Interesting. While the Spanish Neanderthal uh, seemed to eat mostly vegetables, including moss, pine nuts, and mushrooms. Yeah, tapas. The Spanish one had tapas. <laughs> it was delicious tapas. It was because it's, it's, they're lighter and they're small, but you can right. share. You order a bunch for the whole cave and <laughs> you're just like, you know, you're just like, you share them. Yeah. And then like, and then like the, the Neanderthal waiter comes around at the end and is like, hey, you, uh, it's time to settle up the bill. Like, oh, it's like, I gotta okay. go to the bathroom. And there are like nine Neanderthals <laughs> sitting around and they're just like, okay, well, I, 
like guys. Don't you, do you guys notice we'll that? Just, we'll just do it equal. We'll you just you do notice it all. that Ugluck always goes to the bathroom when it's time to settle up? I did, I did notice that. Oh, what a it's douche. so weird. Anyway, it doesn't matter douche. though. We'll, I say we just split it up equal. Of course you say we just split it up equal, Grog. Yeah, you ate almost all the moss. Yeah. I didn't have any moss. Not only that, but like, Grog hunt very good. Yes. Grog mighty hunter. Grog many food. Well, Grog, we are all We, just- not as much food. Unfair to make us pay equal. Uh, Grog, Grog no. ordered two bottle fermented milk. <laughs> fermented milk is so expensive. <laughs> I don't think his hunting really plays into it because these guys are just eating vegetables. I don't understand why he'd make it such a big deal. Oh, pelts. Maybe pelts. pelts. I don't know. Yeah, for the tablecloth. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also were able to scrape out uh, some or uh, observe some of the microbiomes um, from these prehistoric no. individuals. What the fuck? Yeah. So they could find out the, you know, bacteria and fungi living on their bodies. And it gave them a really complex picture of the lifestyles of these Neanderthals, which is pretty amazing. So they, they find out, you know, what, the, what diseases they were suffering from, yeah. what kinds of uh, stuff they went through, what bacterial strains gave them a hard time. So, I'll give you some uh, some interesting information here. Uh, the Spanish Neanderthal, the one that ate meat, it was a su- Belgian. Suffer- oh no, no, you're right. The Spanish Neanderthal, the one that ate uh, vegetables, was suffering from a dental abscess, so it had some tooth problems. Oh, and guess what? It was taking something for the pain. It was taking this subspecies of bacteria that's basically the active ingredient in aspirin. Wait a second. Number one, that's amazing. Right? Number two, what the fuck? Is DNA testing just like detective mode from a Batman game? It really is. You just switch it on. Scanning, enhance. You just say enhance. Is this some like Assassin's Creed level living memories bullshit? (laughs) What is going on where it's like just from, okay, clearly from the plaque, you can tell certain things that it ate, right? But like, how do you pull motive from that or like cause and effect from that. Like that's, what's crazy to me. And how do this is my other thing about DNA testing and bacterial testing. Like, okay, from this DNA testing, we have seen, Oh, this is where this Neanderthal was between nine and 5 PM. This is what this Neanderthal ate. This Neanderthal had this sort of problem was taking this sort of plant for it. This is what the Neanderthal liked to do on Thursdays. Right. Right. Yeah. DNA testing in court fucks up all the time. Yeah, that's true. Just because like, oh, there were two bloods and well, it fucked up the blood. We can't ever. Con- what the shit? We're not going to convict this, this no, Neanderthal but we're gonna, of any crimes. No, but we're going to extrapolate its entire life and be like, well, this is what we think and this is what we know. Well, I, I mean, I think the idea here is Where that- is the court of science? That's a good point. That's what I'm saying. Where is the court of science? Uh, is well, this being reported as this is what we know or this is what we think? I think that uh, it says the idea of looking at tooth plaques for clues about life in ancient times has been around for decades, but it isn't until the advent of super high powered mi- mi- microscopy, microscopy, Mycroft. Uh, He's Sherlock Holmes's older uh, brother until Mycroft got involved. Yeah. Um, precision genetics tools. They were able to drill down into prehistoric plaques and really perceive what might be lurking there. So, I mean, they are putting some dots together that, that might not, but if you see that the, 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 Neanderthal was suffering from something that caused pain. And then you see the, the active ingredient in aspirin. I think it's pretty clear to infer that they were taking it for pain relief. I mean, it's a, maybe it's a logical leap, but it's a, 
pretty it's a bit of, plausible. It's a bit of a leap because couldn't it also have been used if it's it's a, if it's a primarily plant based diet? It could have just been a regular part of the diet that just happened. Like we now looking back, right? Right. There's always this thing where we infer a certain amount of knowledge. We take knowledge that we take for granted and put it back onto things yeah. that don't necessarily have that knowledge. Well, um, the, the, it also <laughs> says that uh, I'm, I'm down for it, and I'd like to believe it's true. I mean, obviously. We obviously uh, early civilizations learned that certain plants and certain uh, certain foods had certain properties, right? Of course they did. That's mm-hmm. where that's where natural medicine comes from. Um, so I, I do believe it, but I, I do kind of have a little bit of a, an issue with just saying it as though it's a thing. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you know? they, they also said that um, that the individuals had diarrhea and vomiting sure and probably almost all the time i would guess that of uh, that's like 90 percent of being a neanderthal is i would just imagine at that point in awful in awful digestion the history in that point in natural history yeah just about everything and it says they may have turned to antibiotic producing molds for treatment there was genetic material from penicillin yeah. found in the plant matter in their teeth so just like that like episode of sliders I don't watch that. You've, you've brought up sliders so many times. I've you never that watched episode an episode of sliders no. where they go, they go to this planet and everybody's dying of this plague and they no. and like, and it's this horrible plague that's mutating everybody. And they're just like, what we got to solve? We got, and then they figure out that they, that they slid into a world that never invented penicillin. And so wow. they invent penicillin. That's cool. And save the whole world. Seems like a good show. I mean, it's, we should it's go a back great and watch show. That. Welcome to our sliders fan cast. <laughs> all sliders all the time. The coolest thing about this, this research, by the way, is that um, because you can look at the microbiome of a very specific group of people that ate a very specific thing yeah. over a long period of time, you can understand, they're getting a better understanding of how dietary changes affect your microbiome. The problem with being able to do any kind of research now is you can't take a group of people and say, only eat this for 200 years. You know, or only eat only eat stuff that comes from this region for seventy years. God, I wish we could. We could. That would be amazing. I wish we would have just a lot like, of data of just like people on yeah. a thing. But what Neanderthals give us is that exact data. You have a people. You have a group of people that you know were stuck in this very spot. You can figure out what stuff they had access to, and you understand how that stuff affected oh. their microbiome over decades. Yeah. So they're able to sort of track how different it is from where we are now and how different one group in Belgium is to one group in Spain and understand the relationship between diet and how microbiomes are created inside your system. Wow. You know, and surely this just comes from Don't call me surely. a lack of underst- uh, our beginnings of understanding about the microbiome right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we take everything we know about DNA sort of for granted now, but it took a long time for us to learn everything. And now DNA analyzing DNA and figuring things out from DNA seems like a very cut and dry process to us and Mm -hmm. a a process that has like a a scientific procedure. It's like, oh, this is how you figure things out. To me, it feels like the microbiome and studying the microbiome must be so messy because it really is just like, it's this gut bacteria, right? Or just the bacteria over your whole body. And that changes based on environment. It changes based on who you come into contact. It's hard to isolate those changes. Yeah, and just little bitty changes can come you can change your microbiome, you know, with three weeks of diet. Yeah. What is the, like, how do you figure out, like, it must be such a fascinating area of research right now. Yeah. 
Uh, and they also uh, found out that the Neanderthal strain that they're looking at originated about 125,000 years ago at the time when Homo sapiens and Neanderthals were interbreeding. We kind of now believe that Neanderthals and, and human beings or, you know, human ancestors, Homo sapiens were getting it on. Yeah. Doing the, why the funky chicken. Because why not? Because why you not? Know, if you have a Neanderthal, that's all it's doing is experiencing vomiting and diarrhea. There's nothing more attractive at any given time than that. Don't kink shame on this podcast. <laughs> I've right, told you 15,000 times, do not kink shame on this podcast. But well, he, uh, the thing that they found out that's crazy by, by analyzing their teeth is that they transferred microorganisms orally. Of course so they these did. Motherfuckers were kissing because, whoa, whoa, motherfuckers were, were they married? <laughs> You're mocking. But up to this point, <laughs> people thought of interbreeding as a very violent act that no. didn't have any romance to it. That's they so was, weird. They found, they found Barry White albums. They found, <laughs> they found candle wax. Dude, they, they oh, found they, satin sheets. Whoa. Yeah. Much more advanced than we thought the they were. The Neanderthals and the humans, they knew it was up. I think it's so funny that we assume that because the two species were different, and, and not hugely different, but different, yeah. that it must have been like some sort of like violent for, you know, this was for the purposes of breeding. And well, in nature, a lot of that happens in nature. A lot of that happens, but both, but Neanderthal, like Neanderthals and, and Homo sapien pretty evolved. Not completely. Not completely. I mean, (laughs) not as evolved as we are, but pretty evolved. Right. Right. Well, it turns out they were smooching it on. I, and like, so why wouldn't they be smooching? I mean, I guess I guess we don't give them enough credit for smooching. Nobody gives enough credit to smooching. You got to start with the smooch. Smooching's role in science, dude. It's like I've been trying to tell you about those two scientists that work no, together. They don't. No, listen. They. I'm just saying. Obviously, I'm, eventually, love is, love is a love is a huge thing. Smooching is a huge thing. But those two scientists are already in love. They're in love with their they're in love with their significant others. They're both married. No, they're I very know, happy. but they work together so much and they find out all this new information about the Neanderthals. Of course they do. And if you're talking about smooching all day long and you're looking across the table, across the the table that's strewn with tooth plaque that you've been DNA testing all There's day nothing long. Nothing sexy about that. Well, you think in yourself, you know, these Neanderthals and these humans, maybe they had the right idea. And oh my gosh, I've never looked at Dr. Thibear that way before no that's probably not it they, what they probably did was they probably just like texted their texted their wives or their husbands and were just like yeah like cool. a smooch emoji yeah and just like oh thinking of you like we found out that like love goes back like hundreds of thousands of years and i'm just thinking about you and listen blah, blah, blah. i'm not trying to in- insinuate that any of them are unfaithful to their betrothed yeah all i'm saying but you is are because you're saying like you're well, working you're hard you're saying they're going to you're just one sm- a simple smooch just a simple no just one they would never quick smooch in the they're middle just, of the afternoon they just they're colleagues yeah they can be no, they're colleagues. very professional I, yeah you're probably right yeah thank you but i kind of think maybe once no just one time to te- just to see there's no will they won't they these two scientists are just they're just colleagues and they're good friends but will they, they were probably in each other's weddings man yeah that was a, probably an awkward moment no it was probably a beautiful moment oh you're right beautiful but with a tinge of awkward no because you have your good friend there man we can't even do this We're, okay. there's no time to do this All i'm right. sorry i just, just to, scientists I want them to smooch so bad why don't put that on them i'm trying not to that's but really unfair of you just working together all day no you're like you're like pushing back uh you're like pushing back professional relationships no i'm, I'm it's sorry. not cool it's not cool it's not cool but it could be 
super cool. <laughs> uh, smooching and bacteria. Yeah. It's an amazing thing that we've learned all this stuff from the plaque of, t- of teeth of Neanderthals. Imagine how much more we would have learned if none of that we plaque had thrown had away all <laughs> the fucking off. plaque. The goddamn dentist scientists who've been cleaning teeth. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> I've the, been living a lie. The things I eat end up in my plaque. <laughs> We're trying to find out what they eat. Uh, guys, do you do you do you kind of fall on my side of this, which is like maybe we're getting a lot of evidence jumbled? I still think this is amazing. Yeah. And it's great that we can even kind of tell this stuff and infer this stuff, but surely we need to look more. Do you fall on my side of things, which is they should probably smooch at Don't, some point. That's not even what we're talking oh, about. Sorry. But you could, I guess you could answer either question on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And you can hashtag those, will they, won't they? <laughs> uh, remember not to put uh, an apostrophe in a hashtag. It's will they, won't they without, a, without right. an apostrophe. Otherwise, you break the hashtag. Can't break that hashtag. Never break the hashtag. Never break the chain. The circle must go unbroken. And you must throw Neanderthal teeth and bones into it. And that is the only way you will tell your own demise. Good day. <laughs>